Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Vibe with Five is part of the ACAST Creator Network. Vibe with five, vibe with five, and you already know what it is. Vibe with five, vibe with five, and you already know what it is. It's a vibe with five, vibe with five, and you already know this. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to this week's episode of Vibe with Five. You got here myself, Joel Bayer, Stephen Housen, Rio Ferdinand, and a very, very special guest. The flarious flair, the flarious player that I know, Mr. Joe Carr. How you doing? You okay? Good, how you doing? Listen, Thanks man, for having me. we're very happy to have you here. Uh, but before we do this episode of Vibe with Five, you're doing a special charity that we want to talk about. Yes, yeah, I'm doing a bike ride London to Amsterdam starting on Thursday for my foundation, Eleven Foundation. Uh, all the money's going to go to something called Onside, which is brilliant. It's a uh, it's a it's a charity that builds youth clubs up and down the country, mm. north and south. You know, for young kids, helping them, helping them get off the streets, getting into something positive. You know, mental mm. health, teaching them, teaching them how to you know how to adjust to life, giving them a safe place. You know, a bit of food in their belly, learning how to do different skills is brilliant, and it doesn't get funded by the government. Yeah, I was going to say so. that it's such a good cause because a lot of the youth clubs I grew up yeah. in and around the country don't get the funding yeah. they need from the government. So the government, if you did, the new government would come in, yeah. it'd be nice if they put a bit of money back into the yeah. youth club. So or, well or, done, or work with us, whatever you know. Mm. But um, listen, we, we, we're we're raising money, so you can get click onto the link. The boys will put us put them onto all that. But yeah, yeah. Wayne Bridge is doing it with me. Steve Sidwell. Uh, the boxer Luke Campbell, so we've got a few boys and, and Spencer and, and Terry, the, the guys from the construction tour, are bringing all their guys. There's about 40, 50 guys going there. It'll be good fun. I got, a, I think it's 80 odd miles on the first day, 60 odd miles, and then 40 miles. Jesus, you're gonna be walking like Trevor Burbick after Mike Tyson when you get off that bike. Do you know what? Just to, to, to start, obviously, retirement. Yeah. And you mentioned a couple of players, Wayne Bridge and. Um, yeah. uh, Sidwell, that you you're going on this bike ride. How have you adjusted to retirement? How have you found it? Um, Just to keep doing things like this to keep yeah. busy. Well, listen, we know, don't we? Because, like, I've done, I've done, what have I done? I've done Mont, I climbed Mont Blanc with Wayne Bridge. I did the Free Peak Challenge. He's, he's, did, a, he's a physical. Freak. Yeah, he's a he, like put it this way. We did Mont Blanc, and it's it's tough. Really. It's, I think it's the toughest one I've done. Like mentally, because your altitude, the weather, the the elements physically, is, and then. I'm climbing down the mountain and I'm hallucinating. I'm so tired. Like, seriously, <laughs> the mountain, the mountain guide. I promise you, I'm nearly finished. We're twenty, we're twenty three hours into like twenty four hours of just climbing, with a little few breaks and that. And um, Bridgie's just whistling away like he's going for a walk. He's walking the dog, and I'm arguing with a with a mountaineer, telling telling him why are we going up the mountain when we're going down the mountain because I was hallucinating. I was so tired. <laughs> and then I went home, got on the bed, and I slept for about five hours. Like I was wow. gone. And he went and played golf. He's a beast, Bridgie. Wow. He was doing I animal. I've never seen a fitter person. I think, you, know, you know, sorry, it's a battle of the left back because I think like him and Patrice Evan might be going into a boxing fight. I think Patrice oh. wants to, yeah, what, yeah, like a, yeah I think so. Yeah. There was something muted, wasn't you there? You need to speak to Patrice, mate. He needs <laughs> to, would, would Bridgie fold him up? I, f I think so, man. I, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I was going the group chat. I need a response, <laughs> Patrice. <laughs> My man's back in with you to bang I'm you sorry, out. I, I love Patrice. Oh, I love Patrice. Yeah, I'd love to. Mate, oh, well, he man. done, he's already, Bridgie's got four mini, four, uh, that guy, that um, Made in Chelsea guy. Oh, uh, yeah, he banged him and, out. And um, yeah, he absolutely seasoned him. <laughs> <laughs> It was oh. one of them, the guy was getting held up by the referee. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, Patrice is strong, yeah. But yeah, I boy, know, Bridgie, I know. Bridgie, like, he's, I've seen him on the bikes and stuff like that. Yeah. He's an animal. But he can fight as well. Like, yeah. he, Bridgie can box. Mm. Like, do you know, I don't know if Patrice might be a boxer. Box, yeah. Yeah. Patrice can kick. We've seen him kick. <laughs> yeah, we have, yeah, yeah. yeah. Some, of your, yeah. some of your groundsmen and that. Yeah, I know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember... I, I just want to draw it back. The yeah. link is in the description for yes, Joe please, Cole's charity. You. So please yeah. make sure you check yeah. it out. Check it out. Check it out. Now, yeah. listen, sorry, Steve. Go on, I was yeah. just going to say, did you do yeah. anything like this while you was playing or have you just no, had to no, dive no, into no, this no, once no, you no. finished? No, I just dived into it. I've, I've always wanted to do 
these types of things. Like, you know, whether it be the we had the little I had the little boxing match denied and things like that. I always like to do that. But yeah, I think it's keeping me sane now in retirement. Do you know what I mean? Because I find it difficult. I don't mm. know about you. I miss I miss everything. I still play football now. I miss football. I miss the dressing room. Um, I'd give anything to go back and play, but I understand that that's it's done. Yeah. But um, when we go into BT studios, the first thing my man's talking about is, uh, listen to this. I watched this. Uh, the Sunday really? team, uh, What yeah. happened there? He loves it. He's still, yeah, still involved. Yeah. Imagine rocking up on a Sunday, seeing flipping Joe Cole. Go on, go home. Mad. But listen, sorry. I want us to give this guy some proper props, right? We forget sometimes what this guy has done. Three Premier League titles. Three FA Cups, two League Cups, one Super Cup, and a Champions League runner-up. Mm. Listen, mate, you are decorated, and I think that's going to roll us back to the beginning of his beginning of his career mm. and making the comparisons from the flair player to where he changed a little bit at Chelsea. You know, was it obviously it was worth it? But do you <coughs> think it was worth it? Do you regret it? Do you you know um, different stuff, Rio? If you can lead us on. No, I mean, obviously, I'll just take you back to when our Joe Cole was, we talk about superstar young players and Joe Cole was the superstar young player. Like he was one of the players that the streets knew about, but also the people at the tabloids and, and BBC and that all knew about Joe Cole because he was that guy. He came to training at, my, uh, at West Ham with a first team when I was a young first team player. I think he was 15, mm. 14, 15, played a... a, a a two-touch game and you banged in like two or three goals and like sitting there going, how's this guy doing that? How's he come and just mess the whole first team up the way he did? He was ridiculous. I used to stop after training to watch his game. Is it? Yeah, because I wanted to see him play. He was that good. I went to the FA Cup youth run to the final when they won it. All the games at Upton Park, I was there. So in that early development stage, like was your, nat was your talent natural um, or was it something that was coached into you? It it definitely weren't coached. Like, um, I was different as a type of player. Like, I think there's lots of players play like me now or similar to or play the modern day play, you know, the Grealishes, Madison's, Foden. Yeah, you know. is that what Joe Cole was as a kid, do you think? That's the player. Yeah, but like these that. guys are more, more. Um, they're more coached than in a system that works for them. But I was a street, pure street kid. I didn't play for a team until I was 10. Um, my dad didn't know nothing about football. You know, and I just all I did was playground, you know, and then everyone began, you George, you've got to get him into a team, you've got to get him into a team. And he'd be like, Yeah, all right, okay. <laughs> and it weren't until one of my mates' dads went, Listen, I don't know, I'm taking him on Saturday to play for this team. And then within about three weeks, four weeks, I just had uh, all of the scouts looking at me. And mm. it was because I just sort of I don't upset I'm quite obsessive about things. So I decided at probably the age of five or six, I wanted to, it was all about what can I do with a football? So I'd be like, I'd be out by myself against the wall. Can I hit the crossbar there? Can I, you know, then two or three lads would join in, we'd do a two on two. And then you go and play with the older boys. And then can I do that skill? And if I couldn't do something, I couldn't accept it with a ball. Like I'd just play until I'd be mm -hmm. dragging. Do you know what I mean? And you know, it's like in the estate, mm. you'd be seven or eight playing with like 12 year olds. And they'd be better than you because they're older and they could do things, but I couldn't accept that. So I pretend I was going home and I'd get into with a little garden, tiny little garden, no bigger than this room. And I'd just go out there until it was bedtime and I'd just be up against the wall and just until I could do what all the other kids could do. And we had a lot of good players around, which helped as well. So, yeah, it was completely self-taught my style of football and it was different. And I didn't even watch football. Do you know what I mean? There's no football on in the house. So just enjoyed it. Just enjoyed it. It's yeah. mad that. What, what's different for the Wonder Kid today to the Wonder Kid in your era? Um, well, I think today there's there's a lot more, there's a beaten track for it in the sense that, you know, like they all seem to, you know, there's, first of all, there's agents, you know, everywhere and they're trying to, you know, advise and trying to, you know, they see a little something in the kid and they want to help him. Some, the good ones and then other ones want to try and, and I think so the parents talk and there was none of that really. And I was sort of like the first one that that sort of um, was talked about, not the first, maybe not the first one, but the first one that was talked about in such massive terms mm. before I'd even Yeah, the Michael ball. Owen, you saw him. Yeah. He was, yeah. He, you saw him yeah. for yeah. what he'd done for England under yeah. 15s. Yeah. And then you saw him when he broke mm. into England. With Joe, you knew, you heard about it. It's like, it's like mm. mythical. 
You've heard about it before, one. and then all of a sudden you see it and you go, oh, I'm believing what I see. Yeah. You know I mean, have you got any like mad stories about when you're growing up, like with, I don't know, you said agents <coughs> yeah. or with football clubs, with your family and yourself? Uh, well, there's one one massive moment, which I think I was 15, I'd just gone to Lillyshaw, and uh, it was a, a front page of a tabloid, front page of a tabloid that made us just a nonsense story about me on five grand a week. Um, more than the prime, the headlines was football kid earns more than the prime minister. It was Tony Blair at the time. <laughs> Tony now, Blair would have been devastated. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, like, like, and the way I dealt with it was I was actually a shy kid. Like, you know, I, I was a shy kid, but I liked to, to have a laugh. And you, where you're from, you front it, don't you? So you, it was like, literally, I remember the day walking into school, was it Lillyshaw? So I was in a new school anyway. It was like a, I went from inner London school to like a farm school, town in middle of Shropshire. Lillyshaw, by the way, was yes. a national school, national football yeah. school back in the day. Yeah. So I got in there and then this, this was on the Sunday papers. And back in the day, everyone read the Sunday papers. Mm. Like it, people nowadays, it's, there's so much information, but like mm. that was it. Like it was like, boom. And then my sort of world changed because people changed towards me then. There was some teachers who was like made snarky comments. Kids would, you know, you, and you get a feeling when you, I suppose it's similar to like sort of in a small way, instant fame. So I walked into a room and then everyone wanted to talk to me about that and some of the teachers and my way of dealing with it was just pretending that it was like blagging. Hmm. Like it was, it, I wasn't on five grand, I had done nothing, but I'd be like, the teachers would say a snarky comment and go, I'll lend you a few quid, sir. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but just to like, but that was my way of dealing with it. Do you know what oh, I mean? But really humor. inside I hated it. I just wanted to play football. Hmm. Um, and it was none of this like, Men, not like nowadays, if that happened now, there'd be someone within a football club academy ringing him up. Does he need any support? Like, I because going through it's a big thing for a 14 year old kid to go through, right? Mm. I had no, I had no say in it. And, and then everyone changed. You go around the ends, people were actually asking me to lend money, like grown adults, you know. <laughs> I'll be like, we, I go back home and then I'll be, I'll be playing football with my mates in the flats or just walking around. And my mates, old man, I'd be like, Joe got this thing I want to buy this this thing for 50 grand like I'm like mate I'm not I've got that money like and they're asking a 15 year old kid for money I'm like so it changed my world did football clubs yeah. offer you money because you could have gone to United and money, you could have yeah. gone to other clubs other than West football Ham clubs offer me money and and this is where you know my my dad you know like god bless him he uh he just went as soon as they started talking money because he was a sh he was straight like my, my dad he was like he went listen I'll stop you there I won't be selling my son. He go where he wants to go. If he want, if he's happy here, or go there. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And then, and it sort of took people on the back step because they're like, "That's a man." You know, we didn't have a lot. Do you know what I mean? And he was so. There was clubs that offered money, and it probably still goes on now. I'm sure it does. Well, I know it does. But my dad was like, "Nah, you'll go," because it was all. It had, like I said, if you, I went to West Ham when I was twelve, and it was all happened so quick for my mum and dad. They didn't even know I was good at football. Do you know what I <laughs> mean? So it's like, whereas. A kid's six year old now, a parent knows he's good at football and they mm. seem to be like starting this journey with them and sending them to private lessons, coaching, blah, blah, blah. And they all preparing for it. This is, my dad was just like, no, nah, he'll go where he's happy. And I was happy at West Ham. So, so talking about West Ham, what, what was so good about West Ham and the academy? Obviously, you um, had like me and Frank come yeah. through there, Carrick, yourself, Defoe, yeah. Anton, Glenn Johnson and, and yeah. so on, Leon Britton. Yeah. What was so good about it? Well, like you, like, not just saying that, you played a big part in that. You and Frank because, you know, I could see the journey was there and I saw young players were getting a chance. And um, it's hard to explain. Actually, when I was at Chelsea years later and they were building the training ground, one of the questions that I, the guy who was designing it, they asked me, like, what, what is it that West Ham had? We, they heard you talk about the academy, me talk about the academy, and they talk about building the building. And I said, well, the only thing I can think of was I felt part of it as a 12-year-old because I'd go in at training and Rio and the first time would be coming in and they'd mix with you in the same place and we'd go and get sort of changed in the similar areas. And and I said, it, the building was derelict. Then Chad Leaf, like should have been condemned port 20 cabins. years ago. Yeah, it was like, cabins, wasn't it? like, there was like, it was, it was dreadful, but the people in it made it. And mm. so he said, right, so we're going to try and, they tried to implement that at Chelsea when they built that, trying to make it close together and take some elements of that into the modern era. But, it's always the people. And I just love the people there. Jimmy mm. Ampson, Jimmy Frith, Tony Carr. Tony Neighbour. 
Jimmy Nabor. Jimmy Nabor, good people. And then, and then Harry, obviously, uh, and, and Frank Senior, and Rio and Frank, I could see the journey. So I was like, yeah, that's that's a bit of me. And I just loved it. Wow. Can I ask, who did you support? I was Chelsea as a kid. You, you were the Chelsea and, and the only reason that the, 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 I was Chelsea was the lad who, because I was originally, I'm from Camden Town, but went to school just off the Edgware Road because we was on, from Listen Green, people will know that from there. It's a big Chelsea area. And the, my pal, who dad took me to the football team, he was a, he was a Chelsea fan. Mm. So it was the first team I went to. I went there and it was, that was like, that, that mm-hmm. for Chelsea fans, like, that was a different, different team. the track round it. Track round it. It was like... <laughs> shed. He shed, yeah. And that was, it was falling to bits. You know, it really was as a club. Like, people forget that. And that wasn't like, that was the early 90s, mm. you know? And uh, so, yeah. So that, that was, that was Chelsea. I remember watching a TV programme, probably when you must have been 15, 16. <clears throat> so one, that sort of pressure on you as an mm. individual must have had some impact. I want to know, do you think that was a positive or negative impact? Mm. And I remember really distinctly that one of the things that he was talking about was how many touches you had on the ball every mm. single time you got on mm. the ball. That's obviously come from being self-taught, yeah. isn't it? Because people had limited touches yeah. to one or two. Yeah. Mm. Well, when I went to Lillyshaw and another great coach in my life, Keith Blunt, like tough Yorkshireman, right? And he, he was old school English football. Clip it in the channel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Discipline. <laughs> Four four two, and um and but he give me he 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 was on my case from the day one like he gave me the worst jobs in the because he must have known I come up with his reputation and he was the first person I got to that had no interest in like even at West Ham the coaches they were like probably were told we don't these kids really talented let them get on with it don't do you know what I mean yeah, I felt don't like overcoach I was I wasn't even at West Ham from a young age. I was allowed to express myself because they didn't want to upset me and they wanted to make me happy. So I went to Lillyshaw and then Keith Blunt, he didn't, he didn't care. He don't care. I'm passing through there for two years and he just disciplined me to like, and he really pushed me. So my job for two years was was cleaning the change room. It was the worst job. Like, you know, mm-hmm. the mop out, you had to wait to the end, bang, 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 from 14 to 16. But he taught me and he tried to make me play two touch constantly. And I used to, I used to always like, you know, I was rebelling against it to, to say, and in the end, I think I broke him, the first player to broke him. Because <laughs> <laughs> he went like, you're not doing that, you're not doing that. And after two months, he changed the system round. But the fundamentals weren't like, I still, you know, I still had to be disciplined, work hard and do that. But he actually changed the system round. He said, he said and I spoke to him years after, he said, I didn't, he was there at seven years. They played the same way, the England way, 4-4-2. So the only time we deviated from that was when you came for two years and then we went back <laughs> to it. I said, and I said to him, well, you should have stuck with it, shouldn't you? Because if you look at football now, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and he went, and he was a lovely man, I love him. He went, do you know what? You was right. So even at 14 my, and 15, my instincts were, we were playing football the wrong way. Mm. And I was like, no, nah, I'm going to. Where was they playing? Or where, where, where did they switch to play? Left of a four, right of a four. But it was more so much inside, like, it was like, you pop in inside, but it was more so much like, my thing was, right, no square balls, but no square balls, no square balls. You have to play forward or back. I went, well, how are we ever going to keep the ball? Because if you keep playing it forward, you're going to run out of pitch. So mm. sometimes you've got to have possession. Like, you know, and why is it only two touch? Because if you give me the ball and I can wriggle away from three players in the midfield, then it's going to open up. Then I'm giving, you know what I mean? I just had these mm. ideas in my head. But he's like, no, no, this is where we're doing it. We're doing it. And I'm Bridget, like, this is why they say that you are like a head of your generation. Seriously, mm. even just listening to him right mm. now, you yeah. never saw football the same. And that's incredible to have at such a young age. Yeah, right? yeah. I, I, and Pete, it was perceived as ignorance and arrogance at the time. But that's just not my personality. I mm. was just stubborn. I thought, no, this, football's going this way. I know it. And then it wasn't until I went and I saw the, do you know the, the great Barcelona team we played against? Because even um, Chelsea, at Mourinho, we we had football evolved a little bit, but it still won't. When I watched that Barcelona team, I was like, "That's that's what, what I've saw. been seeing. Mm. I, I, that's what I wanted to play football like." Mm. And now most teams try and play like that. Do you do you think that is we've talked about and and celebrated how what you was as a kid? Like I've said before, the streets mm. knew who Joe Cole was and will forever know that. And the way you played football, do you think that your game was changed? When you went to Chelsea, yeah, uh, I know I'm fast forwarding a little bit here, but we're on the subject, so I might as well mm. address it. And and 
would you, if you could go again, would you keep it the way you played and gone Chelsea or, or you happy with um, that? No, I'm happy. Of course, I'm happy. I'm happy it happened. And, and we don't know, do we? Like, you know, sometimes I'll sit there. I had opportunities in my career, opportunities to go to Spain and play, you know, which I would have loved to have done. And mm. uh, so you don't know. You have one path and you are, you know, you are, you are what you are. But what I would say is I had to sort of adjust my game and learn to play at Chelsea but that was because that was from professional football that was the first barrier I'd hit I'd got in the first team at West Ham at 17 at, at 21 you know you've captain fans favourite you know mm. I wasn't in England I wanted to be playing for England regularly by 21 I wasn't now I was sort of on the cusp of it went to the World Cup playing a few games here and there but then I went to Chelsea in the first year I just thought stupidly really because we'd signed Damien Duff Mutu Gronky was there Jeremy come from Real Madrid but like Ignorance again. I was, well, I'm going to walk straight into this team. And the first year is like I played 50 games, 25 from the start, 25 from the bench. I was part of it, but I weren't. I weren't where I wanted to be. So mm. then Jose come in, and he left me out of the first game. His first game against Man United, and I was like, it took like out of squad. I was like, wow, this is this is new. And then I thought, right, I got to, like I just remember taking right. I'm going to have to do whatever to get into this team. So I listened, knuckled down, learned. I scored the winner the next game off the bench against Birmingham. And then for, so from there on, it kicked on. But I knew then there was a strict things I had to do before. Did he pull you at and explain it to All you? the time, yeah. All the time. Sometimes with the with the carrot, sometimes with a stick. Like there was loads of occasions where he always, this is what I think is brilliant, man, manager. We played, I can't remember we played. We won at home 2-0. It was a, it was a normal game I think I've, I've, I'd assisted a goal or a couple of goals I thought I'd done really well but at one point in the game should have cut back to Crespo didn't it? should have cut back to Crespo <laughs> didn't think nothing but I was trying to do the Ole you know we go yeah. and run the goal we'd give it the <laughs> and, it, and I thought nothing of it you know just yeah. the generic home win just like and Crespo missed as well didn't yeah, he yeah yeah he missed though he didn't, he didn't read it because I yeah. should have just put it in the goal yeah but um, and he come to me the next day Josie and he said You're, you 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 do that again, you'll never. No, I think he said you're never gonna play for me again, just like that. With colourful language, Rago. I was like, whoa. Yeah, yeah. Is that what he said? <laughs> yeah, I'm stretching my calf, and then walked <laughs> off. <laughs> Career done at Chelsea. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, he left me out for a couple of games, and then like he'd do things like we had a big game against Barcelona, and I was played in the game. I had, a, I had a really good game, and usually at that time it was it was Frank and Drogba and like JT like. Big, big parts of the team, like, and he come and he sort of like, he grabbed me, and I never was one to, and he was like, like literally just dragged me round Stamford Bridge, going like, that, like clapping me. Do you know mm. what I mean? And like, mm. made me feel like, oh, I was flying. Like mm. that night, you should have seen the the, the confidence. Yeah. <laughs> what, in a nightclub that oh, night. <laughs> <laughs> we just beat Barcelona, the great team that I admired. I had a great game, and he was literally. He was going, it's him, it's him, you know, like, so, yeah. the, the, it, and then three weeks later, it, he had me on toast, like, I ain't gonna lie. But he was on sub was, and just not arguing. Yeah, and then like, yeah, and then he did, he was just brilliant, man managed me. When I speak to him now, and he talks about it, and he's, he's, he's he says, yeah, he said, I, I saw potential in you, but you needed to do this, 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 and this. I'm like, okay, fair enough. What was you like after? Sorry, what was you like after wins? Was you one of them to get out and go in the club and yeah. enjoy it? And I obviously was. It's different I now. was. I was. You know what stopped it, really? Obviously, because we remember that once when we were younger. I took Joe out. <laughs> one time. Remember that? Camden Palace. Camden Palace. Yeah. Through a garage race. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 it, was, yeah. it was early days for yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you remember I was holding oh, you yeah. up at some point. Oh, yeah. I've had a couple of. There's oh. been a couple of nights at Rio's. There's been some funny things. Probably oh. not for this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's all on the table here. Yeah. <laughs> I think camera phones put an end to that. Uh, yeah. Cam. No, no. Do you know what? You're you're right. Do you know, and and also, you know, life and. 20 kids, you get older, having kids, yeah. yeah. You know, I, mean, I, was, I was married at 20, 27, so mm. yeah. yeah. I was just gonna say, yeah, sorry, I stole your question, but um, before Jose came in, you did you had Ranieri first, yes, right, for the first year, yeah. We all we always ask about the Jose relationship. Mm. What was he like, Ranieri? Great, with great, you? Guy. great yeah. guy, you can see, like, I'm so pleased we did what he did because mm. I thought. Looking back now, like he's an important part of Chelsea's history, of you know, like important part. He put a lot of that team together, and um, 
he was uh he kept he he just he had a way of like bringing a group together he was he was not he was a nice man like you can mm. see that with a less he was a nice man what he did fall down on i remember we played monaco in the semi-final championship remember when uh, porto won it mm. we yeah, played yeah. monaco right and looking at our team we had like desai jt veron duff johnson hasselbank was a mm. good team like macaleli was already there men and then we played the first leg and veron wasn't fit he just come back, but he was probably the only one in our squad experienced at that level, apart from Marcel. Go and um, if, I think Claudio told Veron he wasn't going to play because he's sitting on the bench with flip flops on, basically, you know. But he's there for he's a, he's a big player. We're, we we're goal down or we're losing away from home in in Europe. Not bad. We've got the second leg. And then he, he looked at Veron, Claudio, and I, I could see he was like uncomfortable. And you, you can tell when a manager's not really in control mm. and he sort of went, Veron, you're on. And Veron said, because I thought he was looking at me. So I'm like, I'm on the bench thinking, right, my chance, semi-final champs, they want to come and do a bit. And and he went, Seba, get on. And, I've, and Seba went, I can't play. And he went, no. And I think he just sort of lost himself, brought Seba on. He ended up playing Scotty Parker, right? No, no, maybe the game was a little bit too much for him. Yeah. On the, I don't know. And then we played the second leg. I, play, I started the second leg against Monaco. We drew two at the bridge when we went out. But it, we lost it in the first leg, really. And I just think he's a great manager, Claudio, but he's not a Ferguson or a Mourinho. In them moments, I think managers. Mm. Do you know what I mean? He's mm. I, I love him, but I just you think that's why well. they needed mm. Mourinho. Mm. I felt for him when he got the sack because he didn't do nothing wrong. We finished second and got to the semi-final. Yeah. But um, but we needed Jose. Second, there's a ruthlessness with the top ones, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. There's mm. a so I mean, like with, with Jose, you look at Jose and think yeah, he's just a ruthless individual. Yeah, at the right times, and he mm. invariably got it right, didn't he? Oh yeah, because them, 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 yeah, them, them two, two years. I remember, like, obviously, you, you're the same as a United fan. Mm. I don't think it was going to catch them. I didn't. Yeah, we were talking off yeah, air. Like, yeah. How did you build that team? How did it get to being so dominant for them two years? And then how did it go? go hunger. You know, go west we, a little our, bit. Our thing was the hunger the togetherness before the quality and the st stature. You know, you have to remember, you have to f go backwards. We was all, I think Jose said to us, right, you're, he listed our names and said, said you've won nothing, which we hadn't. Do you know what I mean? We'd, you won nothing. If you want to be winners, you come with me. And we bought into that. Then we started winning trophies. And then the second league title, I think we'd won three trophies by then. And then we just felt invincible because we were together and there was no... No, our big stars were emerging as big stars like JT, Frank. Now they were big stars. Two mm. years later, big players oh, wow. in world yeah. football, European football. And um, there was no... And then sort of like the club, we then had an opportunity, I think, to carry on down that way, get young, hungry players. Yeah, how did you let Man United back in our team? Well, because like, I didn't think it was... I thought this was an up yeah, battle. Yeah, well, man. listen, Sheva come in. A big, it was one of the best... Play, players in European football at the time, but he was 29. He had hip problem. He played number nine, and we had Drogba's number nine. I think would hold on. You know, we played four three three with one striker. How's this going to work? So, you know, you don't. So anyway, they brought Sheva in, and they and he was just on the that side of his career. Now, I, I got so much respect for him. I think he's one of mm. the greats. You know, what I mean? he's one of the greats. He was, yeah. but he was on that side of his career, and then he's playing out of position in a faster league than he's used to playing, in a different country, big price tag, and it just never worked for him. Mm. So, but you could feel that we were trying to get him into the team. Accommodate. Accommodate him. So that meant it was Sheva and Drogba, then me, Duff and Robin, it was one of us. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. it weren't two of us and then the other one was coming on. It was like one of us, one of us was coming on or maybe two of us were coming. So, and we didn't have as much of that. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And then Balak come in and we had, I think we had Essien in there and the balance was just really good. Like Essien, Essien and Makaleli and Lampard, impossible yeah, one power, of the best midfields. strength, Lamps would score your goals. It was great. And then Balak coming in, very similar type of player to Frank. Yeah. We, we lost a bit of stability in there and Balak did well at Chelsea. He was a great player. He weren't so Frank the, though, was he? No, he weren't Frank, no. Like in that league, he wasn't Frank. And, 
So we lost a bit of the oh, balance. Whoa, whoa, what are you laughing at? Nah, you know what? Because Balak in Germany, boy, that was something. That was <coughs> German captain? Yeah, no, 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 I'm not I, saying he's not a great I, player. I, 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 know, I, know I think Frank's a level up. But that says something about Frank Lampard mm. because I, I kid you not, before mm. Balak coming into the Premier League, mm. I would have picked him over Frank any day. Mm. So did you play against him for us in 2002? Or that was before you signed on it? Yeah. I did think, Yeah, I did think they were trying to accommodate to Balak. And I did think that because Frank was already the star, yeah, that's why he got the nod. I think they signed a lot of mad players on mad cash, like Sean yeah. Wright Phillips on mad money. Shevchenko, yeah. I think, was 30 yeah, or but 30 no, but million. Sean Wright Phillips, as much as Wrighty, like when he come in, because I'd had my, my best season so far, and I was playing on off the right of a free, mm. and I'm sitting there in Barbados, <laughs> and, and I'm just thinking, toes are in the water, and I'm looking at the, I'm like, we signed who? <laughs> you know what I mean? like, and I'm like, and I remember I had to go for a walk. I'm like, oh. I'm well, like, right, Phillips is coming. Right, and I love right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love right. Yeah. My friend, and I'm like, yeah. but it's, it's competition. Yeah, like, okay, yeah, yeah. right. How do you, you deal with that competition? I had a walk. At that moment. <laughs> <laughs> I had a walk. I was like, by the time I got back, I swear to you, I went right. I'm going to the gym. Yeah, went right. to the gym, and then and then I went went to the gym. On your holidays. Back, come back. Oh, yeah. It was a lovely holiday we had because it was not just me, my missus and my mum and dad. It was actually my mates as well and their missus and that. So they're bantering me. Going, <laughs> you seen oh. that? You, you need to get back in that gym. You know, <laughs> righty's coming. So anyway, anyway righty come in. But righty, although he wasn't, he didn't really crap for him like it did at Man City when his early days. He was on but he, he did very, very well for Chelsea. And he was, <clears> but going back to that, the year we, he played a lot. The year we got into the Champions League final with you, mm. when that was when we recovered because two thousand and seven we won trophies, but we was well down. But he was he was a right signing for me because he was part of what we was, what our identity. Whereas Shevchenko and Balak was a little bit of a, and that was the first divide between I think the owner and Mourinho, and then that's I, I don't know how long it took, but then mm. they parted company afterwards. Mm. But. Anyway, to answer your question, it was balance that went wrong after that. And mm. then these guys were great. Best team I've played against in the Premier League. Really? Yeah. Including the Invincibles. I was gonna just to drop you there. Yeah. Who? Which, which... Wait, wait, say that again. The what? Invincibles. Because this guy, he talks about the Invincibles like okay, they're so the best the ever. What's the difference? The Invincibles lost six times, Joe. That's why. We'll have someone who's fair. Could be Middlesbrough twice. Go on, Joe. Right. Why do I think they're better? Um... European more, more I'm saying more depth, more depth. The Invincibles add it off for for that season, and they were a great side. And I might be wrong here, but I don't think they won multiple leagues like the 2018 and went the dis won the Champions League and went the distance in finals. The only reason, you know, there was there, there's the depth. It was like if it weren't Giggs in the midfield, depth? squad depth. Yes. So you mean if there's no if there's no Youngberg, there's Will Tord, which is a Oh, yeah, if, yeah, if there's yeah. no Henri, where'd you go? Oh. If there's no D Burkamp, well, uh, Burkamp didn't play in that team, did he? Well, no, you won't. Well, what we're saying is, if you're Vieira, if Vieira don't play, what happens? There ain't much in it, by the way. There's not much in it. <laughs> the there's not much in it. But I just know that you had three Tevez, Ronaldo, and Rooney. Yeah, that was three of at that time the best players in the world all playing no Berbatov's year after year after and then you know and then Giggs Skulls Owen Hargreaves at the time was Owen Hargreaves Fletcher Fletcher do you know what I mean great team great team and but the Invincible seconds a very close second I can't I can't not give them the respect second best Arsenal team yeah I agree with that 98 team was better do you reckon? Undoubtedly, yeah. Okay. I didn't play against the 98. But that Chelsea side, a joke. that yeah. Chelsea side, yeah. you ran us to a penalty kick. Yeah. And did you come second Beat in the league by, by a couple of points? Was, was that the first one at Wembley as well? That? Won the F yeah. yeah, we won the FA Cup, which we we probably should and we got lucky. We got one there. And then, um, yeah, the penalty kick points was like minimal, weren't it, in most of the seasons. And then we, we won it again back in 2010. Mm. When Carlo come in. When what? When Drog was offside. I thought so. <laughs> he was offside, wasn't he? Yeah. Definitely was offside, yeah. Yeah. Nice, mad. But it that is. Chelsea team did run us extremely close. Does Avram mm. Grant get the credit for. Do you know Avram Grant? Right? Avram Grant has got the best points per points per I game record of any Chelsea manager, yeah. right? And and that's why I think uh, that's why you've got to give credit to this to this team because 
in 2008, like that was probably Balak has settled in and become an integral mm. part. Mm. Shevchenko, I, I, I don't like too much because mm. I, I, I love Shevron. He wasn't in the team that year. So we went back to, it was me, Maluda, Sean Wright Phillips, Anelka, Kalu, Drogba. Drogba. Do you know what I mean? Front line, so that was that was a front line to choose from. Six or seven or eight players. Yeah, there. and then, do you know, so we was, but all of them players there had emerged and become leaders. So Avram was very smart. People think, he let the players, it felt like the players would, would, were leading the way. John Terry, Frank Lampard, Makaleli, Drogba, great characters. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So, so what went wrong then? Because for me, I feel like because he wasn't Jose. Yeah. Again, I think like a, a person's profile can dictate how long someone stays exactly. in the job. Exactly. Well, we lost. He, he yeah. came in. He we lost the cup final, didn't yeah. we? Right. We lost the cup final, and we've got amazing points tally. It could have. We could have won the double. Yeah. Right. It could have been like that. It's like that. Yeah. Anything. It's that much that we win the Champions League, right? And he gets sacked, and then I think Scolari comes in, right? Yeah. Scolari, Scolari, and then big feel. Great manager, but he tried to change everything. So he tried to change everything. And we were like, no, we're so close. Like as players, way we trained. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. And then we went, so we're going in that direction and Big Phil's gone, no, I'm the manager, we're going in this direction. And it ended up with him getting sacked did he six months players? later. How, how did that happen? Was it player, like we keep talking about player power? How um, did the player power kick in? And what was it? There was I a lot of rumours about it, Chelsea, yeah. wasn't there? Yeah, I, well, I saw the rumours. I mean, from within, like, again, goes back to maybe my ignorance. I just didn't see it. Like, I wasn't, I've never ever in my whole career ever spoke to an, a director oh, no, no, or no. a CEO or an owner. I had one. I had no, I had one dealings with the old regime, but so I, I don't know if the lads had like people's ears because I just didn't ask. You know, I just come in, played my football, had a bit of banter, and went home. So I'm not <laughs> sure it's the answer question, but there was a lot of rumours. But that's that was how Chelsea was being run at that time, and it, it, that's another reason that was the continued decline. Although we still won trophies in that period, just not the big one. Then after after Scolari, was it Ancelotti? Is that when Ancelotti came Ancelotti came in oh, after Hiddink um, did a little okay, spell. Yeah. They're about a new manager about every nine months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who was the biggest influence in terms of managers on your career, do you think? It's got to be, it's got to be Jose, really. Like, he, he, you know, he sort of lit a fire, I don't know, lit a fire inside of me that sort of, it went right. I need to start winning things because I got scared. I thought I'm not going to win nothing in my career and I'm looking around and everyone's winning trophies and I'm thinking, look, now looking back, how can you judge a, a player's career? Is it on how many trophies they win? Because some of the best players, are some great players I know haven't won one trophy, but I know they're a great footballer and I respect and admire them 
and then some players I think have got like you can't fit into their trophy room but I'm like mate you, 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 you I'm not going to name names but you, you ain't the best do you know what mm-hmm. I mean I'll, no, I'll, I'll, I'll name him I was having a conversation with your boy the other day mm. no disrespect but Phil Neville for me what it, yeah 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 I'll say it when I look at those players I think you guys would have done what you did regardless and yes you'd have made Phil Neville cups in if you played for excuse me for Everton Good player, but that's his mm. level right there. I don't look at the 99 treble winning team or whatever. Well, name a couple of them. You're playing um, Phil Neville. I think well. that's the first one that comes to mind. I'll come back to you, but yeah. But that's, that's what I mean. A lot of people, I've heard Jamie Carragher say this before about like yeah. certain players like John O'Shea maybe, or yeah. I think he said, like, I don't know, Wes Brown or whoever he said like that. They, are, they, should, they don't deserve to, they, they won't be any good anywhere else, but they are fulfilling the role that mm. is absolutely needed for you to be successful on multiple fronts. Mm. So without those players, you don't win the Premier League and the Champions League or the FA Cup and the league or whatever, you, you, because, it's, because it's impossible. Because these guys come in at different times of the season mm. when there's suspensions or someone needs refreshing or whatever, or needs a bit of time out or injury, and they come in and give you minimum seven, eights out of ten mm. consistently I, 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 all the time. I disagree with that. John O'Shea that's, played 400 games. Maybe United. John O'Shea. It's an accident. Yeah, but, but they don't, they don't look yeah, brilliant I, I, sometimes. Sometimes these yeah. players ain't the ones that are going to come in and do a Rooney or Ronaldo, yeah. but they come in and their names aren't mentioned. That's all you want. Yeah. They uh, go yeah, for it and do what they're meant to do. Yeah. Making harsh a lot of fans, in, in, a lot of fans have that. Games in Euro 2000 getting us knocked out and stuff like that. No, for England's a different story. You can judge him. But for United. No, I agree with it. Like, I think, I feel particularly like, he, he, he captain he captain Everton in the Premier League. Massive club, do you know what I mean? That's cool. I said yeah, that, you just think level. he's you. Okay, you think he's that level, not United level. But yeah. I, I don't know, man. I, I just think you know if you see Phil Noble on the, the <laughs> team sheet, you're, you're having a good day. You know it. Phil's a you good player, it. man. No, no, uh, he's, yeah. he's someone you know, but you know it. All right, we're, we're flipping the other way then, right? Yeah. So I'm talking great players like Paolo Di Canio is a great footballer who yeah. I'll pay to watch. Mm. He didn't win anything. R- Robbie Keane's another one. He didn't mm. win a lot. He's a great player. I love. I, mm. I thought he was a fantastic footballer, but he didn't win anything. Did play for seven of his boyhood clubs, though. Exactly. <laughs> Letizia. <laughs> Letizia yeah, yeah. quite like. Yeah. So at, anyway, getting back to it, how do you judge a player? Like, But I just had it inside me that, wow, I won't be satisfied unless I, I win some win some trophies. Do you know what I mean? So I... Yeah. Whilst we're here, Culture Cams, who's in the building, he had a fantastic question when you came in. Yeah. And we've got here Joe Cole he good... at West Ham and Joe Cole at <laughs> Chelsea. Yeah. Now, what's the difference between these two Joe Coles? That's Cam- uh, Cam's uh, question. It's a great, it's a good question. Um, simple maturity as a footballer, I think. You know, but I wouldn't change either. Do you know what I mean? Because although West Ham, we didn't win anything. I had such a, I had so much fun. I connect, you know, I had great, I loved, I, I loved it, you know, and, you where know. Was you, where was you happiest? Oh, good question. Was you 18 when you moved? I'm always, did, no. to be honest with you, I, no, I was 21. Oh, so okay. I'd played 17, I played a, nearly 200 games for West Ham, I think, 180s something. But, um, no, I don't know, was that, uh, I'm not sure. Do you know what, the only place, the only club genuinely I've not been happy at, and this isn't like the detriment to them was when I went to Liverpool. Mm. Do you know what I mean? No, <laughs> like, no, no, it's just Sorry. like, it just was, we'll, go, we'll probably get onto that, but you know, and that's not, you know, it wouldn't have to do with the people, the fans, it was just the timing. And I think being away from London for the first time really affected mm. me. Mm. I was like, what's going on here? Mm. Yeah, so, but when yeah. I was, rise, I, what kit you wearing? Me? Ooh. When you see yourself Probably as a Chelsea. My, my fondest memories are with Chelsea because of simply the moments, yeah, you know, the bigger moments. I'm playing Champions League, but as not to like, I still, the only problem with West Ham is we ain't got Upton Park now. Mm. So when I go to Stamford Bridge, I can, it, the memories are fresh. Come out, yeah. When I go back to West Ham, it's a new stadium. I'm like, we have to really mm. cast your mind back to something. Do you know what I mean? I, I Sorry, I want to add that as, Good as you were at Chelsea, yeah. For me, watching, I always felt like you were a bit caged in. Um, I felt like if it was another manager besides yeah. Jose Mourinho, you would have been yeah. able to express yourself more. Yeah. We would have been able to see. I mentioned yeah. the flair, Joe Cole, because yeah. like, honestly, the excitement we yeah. had in the streets when yeah. you were coming through, yeah. we knew all about you, man. Yeah, you know, seriously. And uh, I feel like even though you won your trophies, which is yeah. the most important thing, yeah. 
Well, it's not. It's not the most important thing. Some that people think me. so. I can't okay, lie, okay. Yeah. okay. I, I'll be, yeah. I, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. I was just about like. Yeah, but it was just yeah. I couldn't face finishing without winning trophies. And yeah. I think you're fortunate and you're we're lucky and privileged to be yeah. in that position where you can compete and win. But yeah. once you get there, I can't think yeah. of. I sacrificed parts of my game. Yeah. So that we could, I could be part of a team that won because yeah, it's just that's all I cared about. Mm. Yeah. It's mad. In what way, Ria? Just like the flair stuff. I, my, my, I always set my mindset as a center half was after a game if we if we won three two or we got beat five yeah. one, and I took on the center forward and done a bit of skill, <laughs> I've had a good game. <laughs> before yeah. United, that's, but you before know United, yeah, that was how <laughs> no I used to think. Um, imagine him now, like just you know bringing the ball into midfield it'll be it'll be glorious oh. like it'll be and the thing is what we didn't realise managers, managers well. are going back going don't take no risks in that but mm. now take risks because if you come into the midfield and take people out Numbers. and I can then take up a different position up the pitch I'm not 20 yards back and then I can get the ball received and then I can go at someone mm. do you know what I mean so we was just I think both of us me more than Rio I think I agree with you in the sense that I could I could have done more in my career, but it wasn't no thought of, it wasn't for want of trying or like, it was just mm. that the system the weren't system, ready yeah. for my type of player to oh. really express myself. Mm. And then obviously managers I played for. They all changed when they came, mm. the decos, they all changed when they went into that team. Yeah, I know. But I know. before, sorry, Rio. Uh, sorry, Steve, you're straight after me, bro. This is, I've been waiting for this my whole life, bro. I'm yeah. telling you. <laughs> um, him and Van Dyke. Obviously, Why are we that's going a there wait, for? No, Why wait, do we no, need to go there? Because I want to talk to mutual people here who, right, okay. who have do mutual opinions. Do you want to play in opinions. Scotland? <laughs> yeah. No further questions. Right. <laughs> yeah. Van, du Van Dyke's got a long way to go before he he, he, he gets close to Rio. And that's, that's in, that is with the most respect for Van Dyke, who I think is the best around at the moment. But, it, you know, you need to, he needs to win multiple league titles. I think centre-halves can get judged on more so on on what they win and the teams they play in. Mm. But I'm a, do you know what I mean? So he needs to win multiple things before he gets... The way he's playing this this season, he's about six months away from going to QPR. <laughs> <laughs> you, got you know what? you got a question. Yeah, yeah, I want to know what specific instructions Jose give you. Don't ever let the fullback get behind you. No, that was it. Like he, he, he was like, that was it. He said, look, so me, Paolo Ferreira, I played with on the right, during that period, most of Paolo's a very good player. He's very underrated. Probably someone who probably gets in your oh, sort Phil of... Phil Neville category. Yeah, but let me tell you, very good player. But anyway, we had to work it out <laughs> down that side. Like, whoever we're playing against. So we'd, he'd leave us with... If it was if I was on the left back and you was there, and then it will be you go. There'll be none of this. If you pass it on, it's on both of you. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So we sold that, that side. But I remember playing against Barcelona and Ronaldinho. So I was playing against Van Bronckhorst. I was like, you know, he was against Ronaldinho. Balls come to Ronaldinho. First 10 minutes of the new camp. And I took a liberty. Like, Van Bronckhorst has made a stupid run. I thought, there's no way you can get the ball to him. Ronaldinho <laughs> just gone, done something. Yeah. Back with the ball. Van Bronckhorst crossed it. They nearly scored. I just see Jose just jumping. I'm like, I was like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I, ne I never let another runner go for two and a half years. <laughs> I didn't. No, no, I didn't do that little cheating one. Even if it was a stupid run, I was following them. Who, who's the best player you've 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 played with at club football? Oh, club or best player? You played for Liverpool. You played mm. for Chelsea. For West Ham. Oh, that's a good question. Because you played with Stevie. Yeah. Uh, no, well, okay. The best, most complete player is Eden Hazard. In terms yeah, of yeah. yeah, in terms of like. Everything better than Stevie, better than Frank, better than Didier. Yeah, because he's my, he's my type, type of player, player and yeah, yeah, yeah. it's hard. I can't, you can't compare Hazard with Drogba or Hazard with Frank or Hazard with Stevie or mm. I see. But in he's terms of like, you in it before he went to to Chelsea, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. played. I played with him before. Oh, yeah, yeah. So he went the sort of same. Um, but no, I just like, like he was me, but just a better, slightly better, a better version. Do you know what I mean? Ooh. He was like, he was so strong. He had no, we talked about, like I was never as strong as him. Mm. Like he was so strong, really. honestly, you wouldn't believe it. And then he, he had, he had the left foot, right foot, powerful, just a great player. You surprised he ain't kicked on at Madrid? I am, I am surprised. But what I do think is, I think he's, and I think we're going to see this with a lot of great players in the post Messi and Ronaldo era. His body just wasn't, 
I think his body's let himself down. Mm. You know, I know he's not a great professional, but his ankles are really bad at the moment. Mm. That's the only reason injuries body. Whereas Messi and Ronaldo have had this clean run at it for 15 years mm. where they just can just show us their talent. The only and, and you see the next generation, Haaland and Mbappe, the only thing that can stop them to competing with them is, is longevity. I can't see Haaland playing the amount of games. Who, who, do you, who do you think takes the crown after Messi and Ronaldo have gone? Mbappe or Haaland? I think Mbappe does. Is he? But the only reason, because Haaland, Haaland is for the foot, mm. is for the goals. I think will score more goals than any of them. I think he's, if he stays fit for a certain amount of games. But Mbappe's got that. He's more complete. But I don't think any of them are, are going to be as good as Messi and Ronaldo. No, mm. I agree. No, I, I, I don't think we'll see that again. Another one I've got. So, so I'm, I'm banging That's on cool, it. Man. We, there's always these debates in the WhatsApp groups yeah. and online everywhere. You all know it, right? Mm -hmm. Best midfielder in Premier League history. Mm. So we got well, someone I played against. So we got so we got Vieira, we got yeah. Roy Keane, you've got yeah. Lampard, Gerrard, Skulls, Yaya Torre. You better put Yaya's Yaya in there, isn't he? Yaya's in there. Have I missed anyone? That's about the top one. That's the top one. Do you know what? Silver. I'm in a good position because when I was at West Ham, I played Central, didn't I? So I yeah. played against Keane and Vieira, Stevie, Frank, f f as a, just a midfielder. Do you know what I mean? Just, um, I wouldn't say he's the best, but he gave me the most trouble. Vieira. Was it? Mate, he was a machine. <laughs> like, honestly, it was like, I just did only. I felt like an under fourteens. <laughs> I beat him in the air once. I did, yeah, I know. That's really? how, that's 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 that's, really? that's all I got. I yeah. beat him. Yeah. Wow. I remember just laughing at him. But um, he was the one I used to. Just, he was too strong. Roy was great as well. Frank was just like Frank. Fr like I played against Frank when he went to Chelsea, and obviously I've known him for years, right? And this is how I used to feel for playing against, when we used to play together at Chelsea and other teams and Frank used to score two or something. And I'd look at their midfielders and they'd be like, like that. I'm like, no. I played against him, directly against him. I'm like, right. As soon as the ball, I trained myself, as soon as the ball was away, where's Frank? Where's Frank? And I did it for 88 minutes. And in the 89th minute, he just run off the back of me and he just hit the post. And I was like, he just, just has a knack of getting there. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And I, for, for years, I was like, I felt for every midfielder playing against him because he's just got this he's, special he's, thing. He said that the other day. I interviewed him and he said that um, the last 15 minutes is, is that when he come alive as well. Because yeah. he said that physically and mentally, he's run so many times in the box that yeah. their opponent's drained. Yeah, and he yeah, said, that's yeah. when, because I, I was fit. He said, I pride yeah. myself on being super fit. And in them moments, I get in yeah. there, it's about quality. Yeah. Madness. Yeah, what about yeah. Stevie and Scolzi? Stevie okay, and Stevie, Scolzi, Frank, who are you taking? So you've picked Vieira for the all-time. Vieira, like all-time hardest to play against. Okay, cool. I'll take that. I'd say, <laughs> I'd say the most complete is Stevie, because he could do everything. That's my guy. Composite um, five yard dog. Mm. <laughs> the guy. most complete. Yeah, I'd say the most complete is Stevie. Yeah. Like if I, and you, you have to put some context on the question because if if I'm managing a mid table team and I get to have any one of them players at the age of 21, I'm taking Stevie. I think <laughs> because you know you know even when things are going wrong, he can drag you out. He can drag you out. There you go. Joe you Colt says Stephen Gerrard's mid table player. <laughs> 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 no, I, honestly, I'm with you, mate. Okay, that guy. Okay. And it's a hard, it's an impossible question. You yeah. maybe ask me tomorrow, I'll change my mind. Yeah. It's, it's always, for me, it's always between him and Skulls. It's really yeah. hard to pick, man. Yeah. I, I've got my Skulls. Frank's thing. always, you'd probably, if you ask most people, Frank would be third on that list, wouldn't, wouldn't they? I would imagine, unless you're a Chelsea fan. No? Yeah, no. no, he says differently, but he has yeah. this, this agenda, so it's you can't count Skulls, and then about six mile before anybody else. Then yeah. it's Lampard, then Carrick, then Steven Gerrard. I think, I think it's, it's, what are you it's laughing at? I think it's Frank funny. because... It's Liverpool, isn't it? It's Liverpool, but you can't talk about Liverpool with him. He's just too on it. Before you, before you move on, Jack Alonso was, was the best midfielder in that team. Before, before oh. you move on, there was um, I heard on your podcast, mm. and uh, there was a lot of talk with, about you, Rio, and Frank. And right. one thing that I thought stood out more than anything is the element of hard work. You guys mm. were seen as natural talents, played for England, yeah. pretty mm. young. I know, you know, Frank played more consistently near yeah. the age of twenty-four, consistently, yeah. Yeah. but 
you were seen as the talents coming through West Ham. Yeah. Can you talk about the work ethic that yourself, yeah. Rio and Frank showed that people do not see? Yeah, like? well, it's, it's something that was ingrained in us. And like I said, I, I, I thank Rio and Frank for giving me the good examples that I needed because Frank would Frank and Rio would be like, the intensity of the way they trained and then Frank would get his spikes on and do his bit. You know, Rio would be doing his work afterwards, you know, and then I just thought, it's like, it's all about culture, ain't it, at the club? Mm. And I'm like, what? I wanted to play football anyway. My idea of work, I used to get the ball after training and I used to go, do you know the, the back of the, the, the gym mm. up against the wall? Like I was a like I was a kid and just be working on mm. one and two touch off the wall. Then I'd do a bit of finishing, you know. One thing I do regret is not doing the gym as much as... Yeah, that weren't the culture at West Ham. It wasn't though. the culture didn't, at West Ham. There was a gym that never got used. Yeah. Why? Why? Just I weren't the culture. Know. I just didn't, didn't, I didn't know about the sports People did extras, but not yeah, in the gym. Yeah, extras. I'd be on the pitch drilling yeah. myself. We used to play a game called D's inside. Yeah. Me I and know, Frank yeah. were always in there. Yeah. Again, I used to get in early for training, like, soon as... And play D's until training, so... What's D's? Oh, mate, it's the best game we ever. Need to, we need yeah, to, we need to recreate that. Yeah, like it's like one. It's like a, it's like a an eight aside pitch. It was indoors, and you know the five aside areas is like a semicircle. So you'd have two players or one player at one end, and two players at the other end or one player, and you had to get the ball from your D area into the other D, it, and it caught them back. If it bounced outside or it hit the back wall, it was a point to the opposing team. Mm -hmm. But you had two touches to get it back. So touch. And then play back. Sometimes the other the, the elite was you wouldn't you have to let the ball settle. Mm. You have to bring it down so it remained bouncing for the person you have made to volley it back. Yeah, to be a volley and, or half volley. And what about the, the back wall as well? Yeah. There's a there was a little there was a, a little goal. extension, right? So the, there was a five side goal painted on the black back wall. So if you really had a bit of sauce, you could go <laughs> if you hit the back wall, like past not bouncing past the player. So you could go for another daisy cutter. Yeah. Mm. And if it's going to hit the back wall, then you win the point. So then the player, oh, it's amazing. What a oh, game. Man. So game. massive on touch. That's why my touch is just devastating. <laughs> <laughs> but it's all about touch. It was like Think unbelievable. Think of all the players yeah. at West Ham yeah, who've come time. through. Technique. The, the technique, the first touch is always on point. And I, I swear that game. It's I'm, true. I'm Cole, Joe you. Cole, Carrick, Defoe, yeah. Anton, yeah. Glenn Johnson, yeah. Yeah. me, Leon Frank, Leon yeah. Britton. Every one of them's touches are on really point. Yeah. yeah. These, the game, we're yeah. painting it now. Yes, I'm telling you. <laughs> Coaching method. The uh, the German Football Association invented something called a football now, which is a bit similar to that, where yeah. there's a there's a circle and then there's loads of squares where you have to sort mm. of uh, put the ball into them. Mm. It sends a ball out at different yeah, heights, different yeah, velocities. Yeah. I've seen it, I've seen it. I yeah. think that's just a more right. modern version of yeah. that, isn't it? But I think prior to them winning the World Cup, I think like, Goatser and, and somebody else was just like obsessed with it and just yeah. in there constantly. Yeah. I think some clubs yeah. are building them. Yeah. Um, and on the national team front, was it 2006 you got injured? 2000 and no, um, 2009, 2000. No, which international tournament? It was an international tournament uh, you got injured at? No, that was, no. All right, I'm mixing so. it up with somebody else then. Yeah. Well, I thought Owen. that was when we had. Michael Owen got injured. He scored the goal in that game. Was it? There's the volley. Unbelievable yeah. volley. Yeah, don't forget. Danny's crucial, didn't he, in the game? Because I, I thought that was the time when England actually looked like they had a bit of balance about them. Mm. 2006 was when it looked like it could mm. actually do something. You were trying to get back into the team, innit? Like, I say trying to get back into the team, but you thought you were going to get back into the team at one point around 2012. When I got, when I was went to France, yeah. Yeah. You had You're a good playing season. Playing really well. Yeah, playing well. Um, to be fair, the, the, 2010 was my last game for England and um, like, and I come out afterwards and I was annoyed because of the way we went out like and I said in the press I said well we're not good enough like they know you come out and they ask you the generic questions and then you, you go oh you know the referee's decision so I went look I come out and the press I went we're not good enough from the manager down to us players do you know what mm. I mean and looking back now I think maybe I went to Liverpool then, didn't I? And then, and then the first squad was announced like three weeks later, and everyone was thinking, "Oh, there's going to be like the 2010 boys are going to be cast aside. It's going to be young players." But I was the only one who didn't get chosen. And then I, the Liverpool thing didn't really work, so I didn't play for that year. Then I went on loan to France, and I thought, "Okay, I'm playing well. I'll get a look in." 
And I thought Harry Redknapp was going to take the job in 2012. Well, he told me he was he'd, he'd had the job because I bumped into him in a restaurant. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm back. Champagne. <laughs> I'm coming back. I'm going to get back, back in. Back. Harry said to me, he said, oh, he said to me, because Harry, Harry actually come out to watch us play because he was watching Hazard. Mm. So, and you know, people in football know you. I'm playing okay. I'm doing all right in France. And I've, so I would have come back into the squad for 2012. But then wow. Roy got the job. No, and Roy was, the, it didn't work for me. Well, it didn't work for me at Liverpool with Roy. You so it, I knew that was it. Curtains then. And then sort of, and then I sort of just went mm. like that. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It never How happened again. Harry have been for England? Harry would have been perfect for England. I agree. Harry, Harry would have been like, he would have just, do you know what the clever thing, Harry? I, I need to ask him this because I heard this. When he, was going to take the England job. He, apparently, he was going to take Brendan Rodgers because remember Brendan was playing that brand of football with Swansea and mm. people were like, you can't do that. Mm. Harry was like, I'll bring him in. We'll play like that. We'll get Brendan into coach because Brendan's manage. a great coach yeah. and I'll manage. Like, and that's, see things like that, that's why Harry's a genius mm. because he saw that and if he would, listen, it's ifs and buts. I think if he'd have took England, we'd have done a hell of a lot better. Mm. You know, mm. I, I really do. But we went, we went, with Roy and it just sort of for four or five years it was just mm. until Gareth came it was just it's changed just yeah now we've been doing better I want to um, sorry go on, Rudy, no, no, I want to divert the conversation towards what's currently happening in football right now okay. uh, as you've seen 2Cal just mm. been wiped out yeah uh, sacked by Chelsea Football Club you've got Graham Potter that's in now yeah. uh, we want to talk about the. you were talking about brands of football mm. you know where you think Chelsea are going. Was it even a good move to get rid of Tuchel? Uh, yeah, we'll start with that. Um, how do I think it was handled? Um, first, like I'm happy to say that I, I think it was the wrong decision to get rid of Tuchel. I think most, he connected with the Chelsea fans. He won trophies. He's in a difficult period, that's for sure. Do you know what I mean? But um, I, I think that getting rid of him... There's no good way to get rid of a manager, so I'm not really buying to like the, how it was handled. Like, well, for whatever decision, I think that was wrong. I think you could have stuck with him, and then you look at the, the current climate. Chelsea fans are used to getting Conte, Mourinho, you know, top play, top manager. But to go with Potter, I'm actually quite excited about that because that suggests to me we're going in a different direction, like stability, which is, I think that. For all the success Chelsea have had over the last 20 years, I think if you'd have had stability like what Man City got with Pep, it'll be more. Do you know what I mean? So I'm looking forward to seeing how that goes. But it's all right saying, yeah, he's the manager for four years. What if we don't get in the Champions League? That's when a test's going to come, whether the owner's going to go there. But I'm excited for it. I love his brand of football. That's but, every, every single Chelsea manager appointment for the last 15 years has said, I'm here for a long-term project and 10 months down the line, you've got the bullet. You're right. But we, we have to say it's a different regime and, and the owners I've met in LA will seem like, you know, on it, great guys, passionate about the project and they're American sports teams. They get a manager in and they stick with them. Okay. So maybe we can see, only what time will tell. Do you know what I mean? So you're certainly, if you're looking for instant success, I don't think you go with Potter because there's no track record of him winning. So it must be that we Chelsea are changing tact. Yeah. And but I, I I feel for Thomas Tuchel. I've I've asked the you know I just think he's he's, he's harsh. Isn't Top he? manager. I'll Top take manager. I'll take him today. Mate, I tell you, he'll be kicking themselves a little bit. Man United, this didn't happen three, four months ago. Well, we worded him up apparently, didn't we? Mm. We did apparently sound him out, or Ranjit was part of sounding him out. And mm. uh, he said, apparently out of respect for Chelsea, he said no. Really? Do you know what? That's fair. That's fair. That's the kind of, I think, I don't know how the Ten Hag thing's going to go. It's all looking promising at the moment. But I mean, Thomas Tuchel is exactly what Manchester United need. Mm. Like, that type of character. I think he can galvanise a group. I think Ten Hag's doing all right. I think Ten Hag's doing yeah. all right. And I'm happy to wait to see where it goes. We've had a couple of good games. I don't want to drop no gr like grenades into to, to, to Manchester, but... Was he just saying he's had a couple of good games? <laughs> well, well, what's the grenade you got? No, but I was just saying, like, you, Ten Hag just, just thinks he's, he's comfortable and then I'm throwing Thomas Tuchel in for his job. But <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, that's what I don't want to... Like, was sacking him after two games. Don't worry yeah, about it. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> I know, I know. But no, I, I think he's different gear, Thomas mm. Tuchel. I think, and history, we'll see. Time will tell, isn't it? I think he ends up back at Dortmund, mate. Do you reckon? Mm. I think he goes... 
Where else? He's been. At, he's in at PSG, isn't he? I can't see. Don't know where he's in it. But I think when a big job comes up, his name will be oh, at the yeah, front yeah, of the queue. Maybe yeah, some nervous managers mm, in the yeah, top. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the thing in it. Like when Chelsea got rid of him, obviously yeah. there wasn't a massive name in the yeah. mix. I think that's probably one of the reasons you've gone with yeah. Potter. Uh, uh, Potter's. I think Potter's got a lot of credit, and I think mm. the brand of football with the budget that he's had yeah. to put it together is, is mad. But there's zero evidence he can do it with superstars. There's zero evidence he can do mm. it with a budget. The thing is, though, when do you get that chance? Then? Yeah, you, you do good yeah, work. Yeah, 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 yeah. like you do all the work that you do yeah. at these the lower level clubs yeah. to get an opportunity at a big club yeah. like Chelsea so I'm pleased he's English and I think I'm pleased yeah. with that as well so just roll on well listen Joe man really appreciate your time man cool. thank, thank you cool. very man. much listen, and good luck you. with the bike ride as well thank you yeah, 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 yeah please, please. Well, please just tell us a little bit more about it again one more time please so yeah how much are you trying to raise we well, we're hoping to raise as much as possible, but all the money is going to be going to onside. Found and I said it's brilliant because it gets kids off the streets, gets them into programs, you know, educates them a little bit on how, you know, little things like how how to how to interact, how to conduct a going for a an job, interview an interview, yeah. things yeah. like that, little things, workshops life skills, workshops, mm -hmm. you know, and there's a lot of kids that just need it as a salvation, a place to go. Like, there's a brilliant one in Dagenham if anyone's in the local area on side and their kids are, I don't know, they might be listening to this, get down there. You know, there's everything in there from rock climbing, basketball, football, cookery, dance. Mm. It's, it really is a great place. And especially now, you know, with, with, with kids, you know, they, they need that now. It's such a confusing time. You know, they need to know that there's people out there who've got their back and helping them out, especially you know, privileged people like us who are mm. in good position. So, and uh, yeah, so. Follow the link. Follow the link, please. Put some money in, good. Sure. Thank, Guys, you. thank you. Thank you very, very much. much for watching this episode of Vibe with Vibe with the legend, Joe Cole. Thank you very much. Thank you, thank you. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.